You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Large Nerdron Collider podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Large Nerdron Collider podcast, the podcast that's all about the geeky things happening in the world around us and how very excited we are about them. I'm Ariel Kasten, and with me, as always, is the super awesome Jonathan Strickland. Yellow, Ariel. Are you saying that because I'm wearing a yellow shirt? Oh my gosh, you're wearing a yellow shirt. I didn't even notice. Uh, howdy. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Ariel, I got a question for you. All right, here we go. And once again, we have a scenario leading up to it. So you are having the freakiest of Freaky Fridays and you have found yourself in a body swap with a fictional character for 24 hours. Which fictional character would you want it to be? Okay, so I'm going to say I was going to say Ben Grimm because I really do want to be Ben Grimm in the new Fantastic Four movie. I'm going to keep holding on to this hope until they cast him. Uh, But no, uh, it would be The Little Mermaid. I just got to get it out of my system. I mean. (laughs) Pre or post transformation? Pre, obviously. Like, there's no point in changing into another redheaded normal girl. (laughs) Well, you'd be. I've had Larry. You'd be engaged to a prince. (laughs) Whatever, whatever. Look, I've had laryngitis before. It's no fun. But like, I like scuba diving, but I always, I always like get 
a jaw ache from the, the gear. So, like, this would just allow me to, like, scuba dive without having to wear the wetsuit or the fins or the mouthpiece. Just, it seems... And then I could just say I've done it. Yeah. And I could get all those those meanies off my back. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, acceptable answer. Yeah. How about you? Uh, well, my answer, it's interesting because you came at it from the perspective of what sort of experiences could I have as someone else in 24 hours? I went the other way. I thought, who the hell could fix my life? I want a body swap with Mary Poppins. <laughs> Mary Poppins for 24 hours, because when 24 hours is up, my my house is going to be clean. I'm going to have a promotion. I might get to fly a kite. I'm going. My life is going to be so much better after just 24 hours. And yeah, I mean, she's going to have a mess to clean up when she comes okay. back to her body. But I'm just thinking about me right now. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so like that seems good on the, on like at face value, but realize then you're going to have to live up to the standard that Mary Poppins set while she was in your body. And that's going to be frustrating. You're going to end up being more like Yondu. Uh, I mean, I don't care. Mary like, I just, proper. I just need my house to get clean. Okay. So, <laughs> like, that alone you can is. Hire- that alone is going to take her about 16 hours out of the 24. So, and then she's got to sleep sometime. Right. So I think I'll be fine. Um, but yeah, All my, right. my option, my option is I need someone to get my life in order. Cause clearly I'm not up to the task and that's Mary Poppins. And, uh, now we both see how each other's brains work and we can move yes. on to the news <laughs> items for this week. Yes. And the first one is that apparently we will be getting a, and I say we, and by we, I mean the world will be getting a Game of Thrones convention. Yeah, a specific in convention Las Vegas. geared to Game of Thrones. Yeah, in Las Vegas, as you said. And, um, you know, obviously science fiction, fantasy, comic book, horror conventions, these are things that have been around forever. And Game of Thrones nearly always has a presence at any major con these days. But this one mm-hmm. is specifically dedicated to Game of Thrones. And there's something else that sets it apart from the kinds of conventions that Ariel and I typically go to. Which is that Warner Brothers is sort of organizing it. So, and Creation Entertainment. So, it's very official. It's an official con. I would guess at that point, it's not going to be a social con like Dragon Con is. It'll be closer to a Comic Con. But at the same time, there are, there's enough subject matter in Game of Thrones that one makes me really glad that it's not a social convention where everybody is cosplaying Game of Thrones. And two, uh, I don't know, it just, the, there's a lot of stuff in Game of Thrones that makes me feel like I, I wouldn't want a convention that is solely devoted to that. I would need like a breather. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> by, by your dancing around it, we're talking about some of the subject matter, like, uh, well, first of all, obviously there's an incredible amount of violence. There's a lot of sexual mm-hmm. graphic content as well in game of Thrones. There's also very taboo subjects. There's things like, you know, multiple characters in the game of Thrones are, uh, incestuous, which is, Mm-hmm. There's some big questions to be asked about that. The fact that it's not just it's not just a pair of characters where that happens. It happens a couple of different places in the canon mm-hmm. of the characters. And that's icky as all get out. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's I mean, I'm sure there's going to be lots of cosplaying. I'm sure a lot of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff is going to happen. The one thing that I would say is a huge benefit is that with Warner Brothers behind it, 
you can expect that they'll pull some pretty top tier talent to come mm-hmm. in and be part of it so that you could, you, you might end up seeing people who otherwise don't do the convention circuit outside of something like a San Diego comic con. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and also because it is an official convention run by you know, not, not just fans, uh, you're going to get some cool behind the scenes information like on, on production and costume design and things like that. I can see as being very cool story writing, things like that. It's just, it's a lot just to be on this one property. Yeah. <laughs> convention. No, I, I get it. Like t- I feel the same way about pretty much any convention that's solely devoted to a single thing, even for something that has as much content as Game of Thrones, which has obviously multiple mm-hmm. seasons of shows, the the books, you have the upcoming mm-hmm. prequel series, which I'm sure will be heavily promoted at this event. I bet one of the big attractions for this event is going to be come and see an early look before anyone else does. I bet that's going to be yeah. a thing. It's in Las Vegas. That's not too far from Los Angeles. So again, we can probably expect to see quite a few celebrities there. But yep. um, and if you're interested, it's February 2022. Yeah, I will not be going for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I'm sure I'll still be concerned about, you know, health and safety. Uh, two, I, I was I read all the books in the series that have been written up to this point, uh, but rapidly decided I did not want to go any further after reading the last of those books and I've yet to watch anything more than the first episode of the television series. Like I'm aware of yeah. it. I know how it ends uh, in the series and everything. I know all that. Cause you know, you can't, you can't be a geek and not know because it was everywhere because people had such a mm-hmm. uh, visceral reaction to the way that show ended. But um, yeah, it's just, it's not for me, but uh, I hope for anyone who wants to go, that they have an amazing time, that everyone is really safe and that ultimately it becomes a great memory for them. Me too. And and remember, if you are going to these conventions to be safe, test beforehand, make sure you're not carrying COVID, get tested after too, because even if you're vaccinated, you can still get the Delta variant. Um, yeah. I was really happy at Dragon Con, the very, very brief amount of time that I was there, that most people were in fact wearing their masks and wearing them correctly. And it wasn't very crowded. So uh, props to the geeks out there yeah. who are doing it right. And then we're going to talk about some other geeks that are doing it right. These are geeks over at Marvel. And that's the doing it right is that they got Shang-Chi out there and it's doing great. Okay. I say doing it right. But Smooth. honestly, honestly, Smooth. thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm a master of the segue. But um, yeah, I uh, okay. I say doing it right. But they did insist on releasing it to theaters and that still kind of kind of rubs me the wrong way because i i haven't seen it uh full disclosure i'm waiting for it to come out on streaming because i'm still not quite comfortable going to a movie theater Mm -hmm. but i'm glad it's doing well me too i was hoping to see shang chi at the drive-in but the drive-in close to me is not currently having movies outdoors but uh you can still rent their drive-in but we have a big one in atlanta starlight drive-in and I, I thought they were going to have it there, but it's not playing on any of their screens right now. So I'm a little disappointed. Something I've heard a lot of people doing, though, is renting out theaters, which have like a maximum capacity when you rent it out. They have a minimum, but they also have a maximum that isn't full capacity. So uh, I've got a few friends who have rented the theater and are having basically private showings for their friends who are, they know are being careful and vaccinated, which I feel like is a good middle ground. 
I wonder how um, expensive that is. Uh, <laughs> I have not looked into it. I feel like if if you rent a theater for a few hundred dollars and then each of your friends who goes gives you like 20 or 30 bucks for a private showing, you know, that's that's you'll probably recoup most of that cost. Um, I know one person in Atlanta is doing it, has done it a couple of times. It's very important to them that this movie succeeds. And it seems like it is so far. But, you know, also, if you do that, then you're less likely to have those jerkwads in the movie theater who are talking through the movie you want to listen to. That's true. So, yeah, Shang-Chi has been doing well at the box office, all things considered. I mean, like even outside of a pandemic, it's done well. But in a Mm -hmm. pandemic, it's doing incredibly well, which is great. Great news for Marvel. Great news for all the people connected to Shang-Chi. I know a lot of people who are really jazzed about it. I am now actively avoiding spoilers as best I can, despite the fact that I keep seeing like, here's what the ending means. I'm like, I don't, (laughs) can you, can you stop recommending this to me? Search engines and Google. Cause I, I don't want to see it. I I still have to wait 40 days before I can watch it. Well, you know, I'm just happy right now. It is the number two highest opening of the pandemic uh, right after black widow, but better than, uh, Fast and the Furious 9. It says F9. I keep, every article I see that says F9, I keep thinking Final Fantasy, and that's not tr- correct. I just think of the function it, key. Yes, that too. But also, uh, Shang-Chi is the now top scoring Labor Day holiday weekend movie. The The last person to hold that title was Rob Zombie's Halloween in 2007. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and um, the folks that I know who saw it, their reaction ranged from it's pretty good to it was amazing. So I am very much looking forward to seeing it. Um, me too. The trailers had me convinced when I saw the very first one and each trailer that came out after it just made me want to see it more. But I'll, I'll be waiting a little bit longer to see it. But congratulations to everyone connected to Shang-Chi. It's funny because before we started recording this episode, Ariel sent me a uh, a tweet that referenced the the fact that uh there were a lot of haters for Shang-Chi who were pro- you know who they were all uh predicting that the movie was going to bomb and that it did not do so which confused me cuz I was like who the heck thought movies were going to bomb and then Same. I I fell down a rabbit hole Ariel let me just tell you there are a bunch of really bad faith YouTube channels out there that are just mm-hmm. devoted to crapping all over everything and essentially saying everything's going to be a big colossal failure. They're, they're dumpster fires of YouTube channels and they don't, they're not built on anything substantive. Like they don't have any, any real argument for why they say the things they say. And in fact, I tried watching one of the videos, not for Shang-Chi, but for something else. Didn't know it was one of those types of channels. Got about a minute in and said, this person has nothing valid to say. And I don't like the way I feel when I'm listening to it. So I'm going to bounce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just, it shocks me that those channels do so well. They do incredibly well, by the way, that's the most depressing thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it, but I do like that the lead actor of Shang-Chi uh, tweeted out when he was saying, you know, we're doing great. Uh, you haters are wrong. Uh, he used a, 
a picture of himself from when he was doing stock footage shoots. So it's nice to know that someone who had humble beginnings, because I sometimes get calls for stock photo shoots. I haven't done one yet. But somebody who was there is now a Marvel superhero. Yeah. Uh, That's delightful. And that he can. It's also great to see a stock image uh, used in a meme by the person who's in the stock image. (laughs) Yeah, that rarely, rarely happens. I can't say never, but it rarely happens. So that's really cool. Something else that I think is really cool is that Lego Star Wars is doing a Halloween special on Disney+. Plus. I knew that they were doing like a Christmas special. They did a Christmas special. We're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. But for some reason, the Star Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales special eluded me. Yeah, the trailer for this is absolutely adorable and cheeky and it's- ridiculous, just as you would expect from Star Wars and from Lego. And it is a, I mean, it's a lot of like, you know, back and forth between Emperor and Vader and that kind of stuff. Um, I uh, am eager to see it because it looks very, very silly, like most of the Lego stuff. And I, I typically find those to be refreshingly entertaining. Yes. A lot of, a lot of Halloween specials tend to be a little bit bleak for me or, or, um, mean spirited. Um, and so this just feels not either of those things. No, this one I'm looking forward to about as much as I'm looking forward to the Muppets Haunted Mansion Halloween special. Ooh. Yes, I cannot wait for that either. And one last thing before we go to break, because this is going to lead into a discussion we're going to have after the break, is that uh, the Matrix, the new Matrix sequel, has a website called thechoiceisyours.whatisthematrix.com. Where if you go to that, you are given the choice of choosing either the red pill or the blue pill. And if you choose one of those, you get one narrative version that kind of introduces you to uh, philosophies behind the Matrix. If you choose the other, you get a different one. You get a different narrator, like Neil Patrick Harris is the narrator for the blue pill, which is where, you know, you want to maintain the illusion that reality is everything it seems to be. Whereas the red pill is it strips away reality and you see the Matrix. Um, it's an interesting thing. Also, by the way, it, it, it knows what, what time it is. Time it is. Yeah. It'll, yeah. it'll tell you. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I feel, I feel a little bad cause now we've ruined it for you. Cause when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's still pretty cool. It's, it's fun. Um, it's a nice little gimmick. Yeah. And, I will say. And it's teasing the fact that a trailer is coming out and by the time you listen to this, the trailer will be out. But for us, yes. for us, we have to wait I think two the same more days. day this episode releases. Yeah. yeah. So there's a Matrix so. trailer. What are you listening to us for? There's a Matrix trailer. No, keep listening. Then you can do both. Yeah. You can do both. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but this is kind of going to lead into a discussion we're going to have in just a second about different gimmicks that various movie studios and TV studios have used in order to convince you to either watch something or purchase some media or that, you know, the next big thing is going to be this new gimmick when in fact it may not be. But we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that after we take this break. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like ah, being transported to a tropical island retreat. 
imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from Ryobi. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the Ryobi leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. So, Ariel, are you familiar with, like, the those gimmicky 1950s sci-fi movies where they would do all sorts of things like put little... Uh, vibrating buzzers in the seats so that they would buzz and cause people to scream at, at uh, pivotal points of really cheap horror movies. 
So I'm familiar with things doing that. For instance, there are certain movie theaters that have like Bose speakers in the seats, so it'll vibrate when you watch the movie. That's how I watched The Martian. I wasn't aware that that was happening as early as the 1950s. Yeah, like like The Tingler was the name of this one uh, sci-fi horror movie where the idea was that you would feel this electric tingle if the critter were to latch on to you. And so uh, some theaters that were promoting the film installed, they were just little vibrating motors, but it would make you feel like you were getting like buzzed like a hand hand buzzer. Ooh, you know, like a, uh, I hate when that happens. But it's just, a you know, it's not really a shock. It just vibrates. But yeah, that 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 was a real gimmick. And like there were a whole bunch of them that came out of the 50s and 60s. Then you get up to like the late 70s and into the 80s where you started seeing uh, 3D film have its first real push uh, or it really it was a second real push. But you saw the big 3D phase because I remember as a kid seeing Jaws 3D <laughs> mm-hmm. and a few other 3D films um that were just ridiculous and very gimmicky. There was always that moment where someone for no good reason is reaching out toward the camera so that their, their arm is coming right at you. Um, I'll say 3d has gotten better over the years. 3d movies still gives me a headache though. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. And that was uh, something that we saw really pushed hard in the early to mid two thousands, right? Like all the TVs, Mm -hmm. if you wanted a new TV, it was, uh, almost guaranteed to be 3D ready, if not a full 3D television with, you know, super expensive glasses to go with it. Um, yeah. And so these mm-hmm. are all kinds of things that we see studios throw in either to create some sort of perceived extra value to the viewing experience or, and this is the other big one, discourage piracy. Because if you throw yes. in gimmicks, it makes it way harder for someone to sneak a camcorder in and get like a cheapo bootleg version. I was about to say, like, you could. Your experience would not be nearly as cool, though. But you still could. Well, if it were if it were like 3D, then you would lose a lot of the effects. You would just have like this really blurry image. Um, That's true. If it were 48 frames per second, you might not have, like you might have a lot of uh, jitter in your screen because the refresh rate of your camera would not be matching up to the, uh, frame mm-hmm. rate of the film. Um, yeah. But if it was the tingler, you would just be forgiven an annoyance. Yeah. So I feel like that would be a boon in that case for all those people in the fifties, bringing their camcorders into the movie theaters. Well, I want to ask you a few, a few questions about various gimmicks and then we can, we can sure. have the, see where this conversation goes. So first of all, all right. What is your opinion about 3d? You said it gives you a headache. Do you other, like, do you, actively avoid seeing a movie in the 3d version? Do you seek it out? What's your, what's your go-to? So I tend to like to watch movies in 2d. I did watch avatar in 3d and it was very pretty. Um, I, I prefer 3d when it's on like a ride, like a Disney ride, like the avatar flights of passage or the Muppet 4d theater, um, or a bug's life or something like that. Um, all Disney rides, right? That's that's where I encounter the most 3D, 4D uh, experiences. In a general movie theater, um, I just, it, it gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. I don't mind some moments. If there is a way that they could give me a couple of moments where I could experience that without having to wear the glasses the entire time, I might appreciate it. The other thing is movie screens 
to me, are so large. And when you put on 3D glasses, they block part of that view. So now you're also trying to see the entire screen through these very small windows. And I think that's part of what contributes to my headache. What about you? Do you I, like 3D movies? I actively avoid 3D. Uh, for, for some of the reasons you mentioned, I also find that uh, 3D often means that you're getting less light and the glasses are blocking some light. So the screen looks darker than it normally would. So you're not mm -hmm. getting as bright a picture. Um, I don't like the effects of 3D most of the time. I, I just find them distracting rather than adding to the experience. There are certain mm -hmm. times where I'm like, okay, I want to see this in 3D because that's the whole, like that's the whole thing of it. Like seeing something yeah. like gravity in 3D would be pretty spectacular and probably terrifying, right? So I don't yeah. think I yeah. saw it in 3D, but I think... Uh, I, so I typically I avoid it and um, I, I also can get a headache from it. I don't really care for that experience. Um, so I I'm not a big 3D fan and I typically will go with a 2D over a 3D any day of the week. Uh, how mm. about 48 frames per second? I know I think you and I both saw The Hobbit in 48 frames per second as part of a, a fellow friend's. Well, wait, no, it was your birthday, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, it was your birthday. We went to see the first of the Hobbit films at 48 frames per second. What's your opinion of the 48 frames per second on uh, movies? I think in a movie experience, especially one where there's a lot of CGI, it, it allows you to see extra detail. Um, I liked it. As far as the way that movies are shot, as long as it's, it's uh, complementary to the story that's trying to be told or it enhances it, I'm fine with that. You know, I, I, there are certain movies that I really like when they shoot on old classic Kodak film too, as long as it furthers the story and allows me to see their vision the way that they want it to be seen outside of 3d. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate 48 frames per second. And I think it's an abomination Why? that should never be used because everything looks fake to me at 48 frames per second. When we saw the Hobbit, everything looked like it was a set. Like, I think of the Lord of the Rings. I feel that way on high high definition televisions. It, well, if it's a high definition television that has a high refresh rate, that's effectively the same sort of thing as 48 frames per second, mm -hmm. where you're removing motion blur and that kind of thing. See, for me, when we watched The Hobbit, I felt like this is weird because everything looks like a set and everything like all the outfits look like costumes and everything looks like like it's fake. And I know it's fake. I mean, I know it's a movie. I know it's fake. But Lord Wait, of the it's fake. Yeah, okay. But Lord of the Rings made it look way more real. Like the costumes didn't look like costumes. They look like these are the clothes mm -hmm. these characters wear, right? The settings yeah. didn't look like they were sets. They looked like they were real locations. Um and and the for Hobbit the most part. for the most part. But for the Hobbit I just felt like everything looked it felt more like you were watching like a live action production on a very very expensive stage set but not, mm -hmm. not like it was an actual location. So I find 48 frames per second really distracting. I'm glad it did not become the standard, despite the fact that that was what everyone was pushing for at the time. Uh, just as I'm mm -hmm. glad that 3D hasn't become the standard. Um, something that I've yeah. never experienced, though, I'm curious. I'm sure you have, Ariel, because you tend to go to the movies more frequently than I do. Um, I have never gone to see a film on an IMAX screen where it does that thing where the movie expands from the normal view to the full IMAX view for certain sequences. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. 
Um, it can be really cool. Uh, for me, that's that's one of those changes that unless I'm paying attention to it, I just really don't notice. Now, like if the story's crap, then you're gonna start paying attention to the technical stuff, or at least that's what I do. But, um, yeah, in, in that instance, my experience has been it kind of expands, and I'm paying attention to the story. So when that moment happens, where you know all of a sudden you fall off the cliff or whatnot. It moves you in a way that you did not expect to be moved in that moment, and it's it it makes that moment a little bit more poignant. I think I think it's cool. I really like that. There are there are movies that I will opt to see on an IMAX just to get some of that feeling like I'm there without having to do the 3D. Mm. I actually really like IMAX films for that reason. If if they're um, conducive to that, it's funny because like I said, I've never done it. I have yet to go see a film on an IMAX screen that has that component. Like I know that one of the bat, at least one of the Batman films did that where a couple of sequences Mm -hmm. expanded into full IMAX mode. And that, uh, it's always made me curious what that transition is like and whether or not I would find it distracting. Like, Oh, where, cause I think about like, like, um, movies where they have that built in as part of the, uh, style where the, the screen will expand or, change shape in some way. I want to say that Quentin Tarantino's done that, but I could be wrong. I'm just trying to think of movies where that has happened, where like the framing changes. And I wonder if that's just what it would feel like, but on a really big scale, like, is it something that is like a transition or is it just an abrupt change? I mean, I feel like, so when you go to the movie theater, or at least (laughs) if I'm remembering correctly from way back when I went to movie theaters two years ago. So like, when you're watching the pre-movie, like, real, whatever it is, the commercials mm-hmm. and the trivia and all that, it's on a smaller frame rate. And then when the trailers start, the curtains slowly start to expand. Mm-hmm. And so that's at least what I have experienced is that's kind of what's happening. Is So, like, it's slowly – your your field of vision is slowly expanding. Got it. So it's it, not switching straight from, like – whatever the normal movie aspect ratio is to full IMAX, like in a blink of an eye, it's more of a gradual transition. In my experience. Now I can't say that that's always the case, but. Well, I mean, like I've never experienced it at all. So that's why I was like, and I I realize that asking you that when you're not specifically going to a movie to take note, (laughs) is kind of unfair because it's, it's really, it's relying on memory and memory is incredibly, you know, Mm -hmm. subjective and can be changed and stuff. Well, what are some of the, um, the like, like gimmicks, that various studios have used that you found particularly compelling. I can think of one example of something that a studio did that I thought was incredibly brilliant. Uh, but I'll, 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 I'll go after you go. So uh, the, the one that comes for forefront to my mind, I've already mentioned it. When I went to see the Martian, it was in a extra fancy IMAX theater and all the seats had like these Bose speakers built into them so that when like spaceships are taking off, I got the rumble and it it was very immersive and without being too distracting, which meant that or uncomfortable, which meant that I almost felt like I had I had more of a stake in what was happening to the character. Now, The Martian is a fantastic movie and I already had a stake in what was happening to, to Matt Damon in that movie. But it kind of brought me in a little bit more and it made it feel it made the stakes feel a little bit more real. Understandable. Uh, um, because of that sensory involvement. And so that was, I think, one of my favorites. Um, 
I don't know. Otherwise, I guess I could say like when movies use practical effects instead of CGI nowadays, it's, it shouldn't be a gimmick, but I feel like it is and I like it better. I gotcha. I yeah. Like practical effects no, I better. think practical effects always win out over CGI. Like CGI is important and it can really enhance a film. But when you're getting into certain effects, there's nothing like having something that has actual real physical form inside a camera frame. Um, Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking of two, actually. One that I thought was brilliant was the way Blair Witch Project promoted itself by creating an entire website filled with stuff that supported the narrative that the the movie was a found footage piece. Like it mm-hmm. was actual, like this is something that actually happened and the website had tons of extra detail that doesn't even come out in the movie. But if you read the website, if you explored it before you saw the film, little things in the film suddenly had a much bigger impact on you because you understood the significance. Whereas in the movie, if you didn't go to the website, like you could still enjoy it as a film, but those little, those little almost like Easter eggs wouldn't have an impact on you. Um, Mm -hmm. But my favorite, my favorite promotion that I am aware of, and I, I have to stress that I did not physically experience this one was when the American version of Ringu, the ring, when it was first coming out, there was a, uh, some sort of screening where I think people got to see a little bit of the ring, or maybe they even were watching the full movie. But after the film was over, people were coming out of the theaters, going back to their cars. And when they did, some of the cars had a VHS cassette tape left on the windshield. Oh, that is so cool. And if they brought it home and played it, it was the video from the ring. So I was like, no, for a horror movie, that is such a brilliant promotion. Like I get that. It's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly like targeted, right? It's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not like you're getting a very widespread, but the word of mouth on that was insane. And in an, in the internet age, word of mouth can go really far, really fast. So I was like, what a truly innovative approach. And we've seen similar things like alternate reality games. I think we're going to have to have a full discussion mm-hmm. about alternate reality games at some yeah. point. Cause I took, I took part in a couple of the really early ones. Um, and I would like love eternal to, darkness. Uh, no, that's I, not even, no, that's, that's just, that's just a video game. I'm talking things like, uh, uh, Oh gosh, what was the bees one? There was there was one that was related to Halo. There was one that was re- related to the to the movie Artificial well, Intelligence. I guess Pokemon Go would though well, that's augmented. That's reality. augmented reality. No, alternate reality is it's kind of like augmented reality. Alternate reality games are where you have a game that is dependent upon some fictional universe, such as Gotham, because uh, one of the the Dark Knight did this one, um, or it could be like Halo. It could be the world of artificial intelligence, like AI that that, uh, that film. And it also involves you doing real world actions. It might involve you having to go to a real world location, pick up a real world telephone and have a real world conversation with a fictional character within the game. And then you report back to an online group and say what happened. And you all try to solve a mystery together. It's incredible. Uh, you don't see it as frequently because as it turns out, it's very hard to do well, but it's mm-hmm. it's sort of the thing that I would say led into the popularity of stuff like escape rooms further down the line. Yeah. Yeah. I've had friends who who run uh, tabletops similarly back back to the doing that sort of thing for movies. So like with Blair Witch or 
the ring. You know, I, I think it's really cool that they put that much thought into the world surrounding mm-hmm. their media. Um, but it it can be a little scary. I mean, if you look back to the War of the Worlds, like that's one of the first instances I can think of where they tried to make people think it was a real thing. And it was like it caused a lot of freak out because people didn't realize this radio show was just a radio show. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I it's I think it's really cool. And at the same time, I'm like, uh, I, do I really want life imitating this art? No. Um <laughs> Well, and and, so. and to be fair, I mean, like the radio thing, I think that gets drummed up a lot. I don't think it was nearly as big a thing. Like everyone makes it out as if there were widespread panics to in response mm-hmm. to world, War of the Worlds, when in reality, there was that was that appeared to mostly be something that was a fabrication of the media. But ah, to your point, to your point, um, something like coming out of a movie theater. And seeing just a random VHS tape left on your windshield, especially if you didn't go like, I don't, I can't, I think it must've been a promotion before the movie came out, which means that these were people who didn't see the ring. They just came out of a regular theater and there was this videotape sitting on their, their windshield. They take it home and play it. And then you get this super creepy video with, with a little thing at the end that gave either a link or a time of when the film was coming out. And uh, like that to me would be really unsettling even knowing mm-hmm. that it was just a totally random kind of experience and that I wasn't targeted, like the brain works differently, right? You might know, quote unquote, deep down in your heart, like this was just a random little movie promotion, but there's that reptile part of your brain saying, but what if it's seven days? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that reptile part of my brain can be pretty strong, especially with scary movies. That's that's why I, I limit myself on them. Uh Speaking of which, uh, <laughs> I'm now starting to get creeped out about this conversation. So I mean, uh, let's take a break. Yeah, it's natural chatting with me, Ariel. I'm sorry. It just kind of happens. No, it's fine. We'll take a break. I'm going to regroup and then we'll do a mashup that's a little bit happier. Maybe. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. 
kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, we're back. And Ariel, I believe that the mashup we're about to do comes to us courtesy from a listener suggestion. Yes. So this is uh, this is a listener suggestion. Um, actually, it was a suggestion from one of our listeners' kids. So thank you to Penny, Elliot, and Aaron for this suggestion. We are mashing up The Princess Bride with Super Mario Brothers. The video game, not the movie. Um, the movie is a creature of its own that doesn't need a mashup. Well, you you might think differently, and if you do, please let us know. <laughs> and if but- you do, if you do let us know, keep in mind. I know about the Super Mario Brothers movie. I've seen little bits of it. I've never watched it all the way through. And if you make us do a mashup, I'm going to have to watch it, which means I'll be forwarding my therapist's bills to you. That might be worth it alone. So uh, I think probably most of our listeners are familiar with both properties. But if you're not, The Princess Bride is a a movie from, I guess, the 80s um, where uh, it's a grandpa reading a story to his sick grandson. And um, you, you probably know about it because Deadpool recently did a, a mashup with it. Um, uh, but, you know, the story is about uh, a farm boy who falls in love with a, a girl who becomes engaged to a prince when the farm boy goes missing. And then it turns out he's a pirate and there's hijinks. It's low budget. Uh, it's kind of cheesy, but that's the whole charm of it. So I know some people who love it and other people who hate it. I am a person who loves it. I think it's a perfect movie. It is it is charming, it is silly, 
It doesn't take itself mm-hmm. too seriously, which I think is the secret to its real success has incredible performances from some truly gifted and funny actors. Uh, yeah. It has an amazing performance from Andre the giant as Fezzik. It is, mm-hmm. it is a great movie. It's also, it's also a book. It's based off a book and the book itself is also really charming. And a lot of the stuff that's in the movie is directly taken from the book. There are some things like Billy Crystal, goes off script a little bit for some of his stuff, Mm -hmm. but to great effect. So, and of course, Super Mario Brothers, if you don't know what that is, I don't know why you're listening to a geeky podcast, but yeah, one of the most popular video game franchises of all time, Mario and Luigi Mario, because apparently their last name is Mario. Um, (laughs) They are plumbers and, well, no one talks about them being plumbers anymore, but they're brothers And they have a whole series of different video games where they go on various adventures, either trying to rescue a character called Princess Peach or maybe chasing spooks out of a ghost house. If you're Luigi Mm -hmm. or maybe trying to run down people in a little go kart in Mario Kart or maybe trying to just smash the heck out of them in Super Smash Brothers. But yeah, those are the two properties we're going to be mashing together. Yes. And I'm going to let you go first. All right. My mashup is called Super Princess Brothers. Buttercup has a problem. Her beloved plumber, Wesley, was lost in the sewers. He was taken captive by the Dread Goomba Roberts. And as we all know, Dread Goomba never takes prisoners. Despondent, she barely had the energy to protest when Prince Bowserdink claimed her as his fiance. But unbeknownst to Buttercup, but beknownst to us... Wesley did not, in fact, die. Instead, he spent five years surviving in the harshest of environments. I mean, have you seen the Mushroom Kingdom? They got bullets with eyeballs flying around and bombs with feet and stuff. Over that time, he perfected the fireball throw, experimented with mushrooms, but this is a family show, so we'll skip that, and learned how to turn into a raccoon. (laughs) You know, typical adventurer stuff. All the while, Buttercup despaired at the prospect of being Bowser Dink's wife. One day, when Buttercup was riding her horse, the one activity that brought her peace, she came across a troop of Koopas, but not a Koopa Troopa. There was one very small Koopa, one very, very large Koopa, and one Spanish Koopa. Pardon me, madam, says the little Koopa, but we are poor circus performers. Could you tell us where the nearest town is? There is nothing near here, nothing for miles, says Buttercup. Then there will be no one to hear you scream, says the little one. And then the big one jumps up in the air and bops Buttercup on the head and a coin pops out from somewhere, but it's best not to question where. Next thing you know, the Koopas are on a boat going over water and we hear this song. Do, 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 do. But then the Spanish Koopa keeps asking if someone could possibly be following them, to which the little Koopa says, that's not at all conceivable. And the Spanish one says, it's just that when I look behind us and something is there. And they look, and there's a figure swimming and hopping in the water and avoiding fish and occasionally throwing fireballs at stuff, which makes this weird little coconut boink sound when they hit. Anyway, what follows is the Koopas and their captured princess make a run for it, and they reach the Mushrooms of Insanity! But we're not going to talk about those, because this is a family show. Anyway, they try to escape, (laughs) and the swimming figure becomes a jumping figure, and it leaps up and gains ground on the three, 
And so the Spanish one stays behind to try and stop the figure, but the Spanish one fails. And then the very large Koopa stays behind and is also unsuccessful. And eventually, the little figure in black runs up to a big fort and goes inside. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do-do. And he navigates a maze-like structure and avoids traps and fireballs and stuff until he finds the little Koopa at the end. And after a quick battle of wits, manages to dump the Koopa into lava and to go into the room beyond where he finds a talking mushroom. But we won't talk about him because, you know, family show. Family show. Right. But the talking mushroom says, sorry, but your princess is in another castle. All right, so I'm going to be straight with you. Like, 90% of the rest of this movie is that the figure in black, which is obviously Wesley uh, in the Dread Goomba disguise, actually has to clear out castles, only to be told this princess is in another one. But this is true love. Do you think this happens every day? No, the answer's no. So he keeps on going. He dodges critters and bullets and bombs and fireballs and chomping plants in the fire swamp and G-O-U-S's, uh, Goombas of unusual size. And he eventually gets a one-up so that when he quote-unquote dies, he's only mostly dead and he actually has an extra life, so he's okay. Now, admittedly, this does get a little repetitive. Okay, I'm going to be straight with you. But it's okay because somewhere around the 70% completion mark, Wesley the Dread Goomba uses a warp zone to skip ahead a bit, and so he goes straight for Bowser Dink. And ultimately, the two face off, and Wesley is able to dodge, like, a whole bunch of fireballs, and he terrifies Bowser Dink into submission. And he finally reunites with Buttercup, who is very happy to discover her lost love is actually fine, and the two go on to open up a moderately successful plumbing business. Until some crazy rabbit-like creatures invade the kingdom! But that's a story for another time. Did you just throw rabid rabbits into it? Because there's a rabid rabbits in Super Mario crossover game. Oh, fair enough. Did you did fair you not enough. know that? It's squad-based tactical. So it's like you literally no. are doing turn-based tactical squad uh, combat with your Mario characters against a bunch of rabid characters. And it's hilarious. I bow to your geeky knowledge, my friend. All right, I know that everyone out there is just as eager as I am to hear Ariel's amazing mashup because it's all dedicated. I guarantee you it's going to be better than mine. But before we do that, let's take this quick break. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from Ryobi. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the Ryobi leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So there are a couple common threads between ours, but they made me laugh. So uh, mine is the plumber bride. Mario was doing his normal thing like he normally did. You see, while his profession was plumber, his job was to free the mushroom people from King Koopa's evil reign. But to do so, he needed to find and free Princess Peach. But just like Lucy with the football, King Koopa, a.k.a. Bowser for people who don't know, kept yanking the princess away from Mario's grasp. Mario had searched all the castles in the Mushroom Kingdom to no avail, and that's when he came upon it, a green tunnel he had never seen before. Usually, this leads towards positive discoveries, so without a second thought, Mario jumped in. When he was in the pipe, Mario heard a loud screeching noise, and all of a sudden, a giant eel appeared, and he had to fight it. When he came out the other side, he was in a level of the mushroom kingdom he had never seen before. There was like a sign on the wall. It said, Pit of Despair, comma, Gilder. But it looked way different from anything he had ever seen in the Mushroom Kingdom. He didn't know surfaces could have such texture to them. And it only had one villain in the room, a bizarre bipedal figure who had a face so pale it it must have been a shy guy, but again, so detailed. Then the figure said, don't even try, (coughs) don't even try to escape. Uh, Nonetheless, the princess didn't seem to be in the room, so escape Mario must. He jumped on the shy guy, uh, who did not crumple like a shy guy normally would, and escaped. 
Once out of the pit of despair, Mario found himself in what a sign was calling the fire thwomp. I mean, swamp. Uh, it was full of flame balls and exceptionally hairy goombas of unusual size. Uh, sound familiar? Uh, this must mean it's true. All right. This felt familiar to Mario as well, but he quickly escaped. Because he's used to fireballs and goombas and things. But just on the other side of the swamp, Mario ran into some familiar faces. But the familiar faces didn't seem to recognize him. You see, Luigi had traded in his green overalls for a vest and had somehow gotten scars on the side of his face and grown out his hair, which was exceptionally bizarre to Mario because he had just seen Luigi this morning. Along with him was Toad in a fancy doublet and Yoshi, if Yoshi were a small giant. Mario said, hey, uh, let's find the princess. But the three blocked his path. Toad said that Mario could look for the princess if he could pick the box with contents that weren't Iocane powder. Mario did, and Toad, quote unquote, wilted. But before Mario could mourn the loss of Toad, Luigi said, Okie dokie, I'm Luindigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. And he and the giant Yoshi, who Luindigo called Yoshig, attacked Mario. Mario bested them, but instead of jumping on them and killing them as he normally would do, he offered them the opportunity to join him. Especially since he hadn't killed Luigi and his father, Papa Mario was retired and living good in a distant part of the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Luindigo and Yoshig agreed to join Mario. They had nothing better to do now that their leader was wilted. Uh, but they told Mario he had to hurry if he wanted to save the princess because she was going to marry the king and Gilder. This was odd to Mario. He didn't recall that being a part of King Koopa's plan. And, and where the heck is Gilder? This, isn't this the Mushroom Kingdom? Despite his confusion, they traveled along and stopped at a merchant along the way to the princess so Mario could get a power-up. He bought a cloak called the Holocaust Cloak. However, when they got to the castle, much to Mario's dismay, instead of giving him flying powers when he put the cloak on, it just caught on fire. This is not what he wanted, but it was enough to scare the Koopa men out from outside the castle away and they were able to get in to try to save the princess. Mario expected a castle full of the normal pitfalls he usually experienced. Bob-ombs, bullet bills, piranha plants. But oddly, he didn't see any of those. And when he punched the castle bricks, it didn't free anyone or give him money. It just hurt his hand. Man, this new level stinks, Mario thought. The group were almost done searching the castle and about to give up when Mario came across Count Boogan. But this boo didn't stop when he looked at it. What kind of boo was this? Nonetheless, between the three and the party, they were able to defeat Count Bugen and find and defeat King Koopadink and locate the princess. Yeah. But when they got to the princess, it wasn't Peach. It was some Princess Buttercup. And Buttercup was equally dismayed that this wasn't her Wesley, but some short workman with a gross mustache. However, a rescue was a rescue, and they escaped. Mario was tired of this new realm so far from what he was familiar with and searched high and low for the pipe to return back to the Mushroom Kingdom. When he finally found it, Princess Buttercup refused to leave Gilder. She had to wait for her Wesley. So Mario returned to the Mushroom Kingdom alone to search for the true princess, Princess Peach, who could save all the people in the Mushroom Kingdom. That was his job, after all. Later, Mario decided to return to Gilder to see how things were going with Buttercup and the strange versions of his friends. But the pipe was no longer there, and no one knew what he was talking about or recalled being there with him. The end. 
Yay. And I like that there were similarities, but not nothing too gratuitous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was apart like from G.O. Bowser Dink, Koopa Dink. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, no. I was it's gonna an be, obvious. It was either going to be Goombas of unusual size or Koopas of unusual size. It was going to be one of the yeah. two. Um, and I had to do the troop of Koopas instead of the Koopa Troopa. So, mm-hmm. no, I think that uh, I think we acquitted ourselves admirably in that I mashup. Agree. And uh, and it was a, nice to have like a lighthearted one, because you know what? You know, we're we're in the beginning of September, Ariel. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means, right? We're going to get a lot of Halloween news. That's right. It's just going to be <laughs> spooky times from here on through to the end of October. Honestly, like we've been dragging our feet on the spooky times because they've been starting early. I think a lot of people are kind of longing for the spooky times because it's a nice relief from you know real world issues and problems and mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot easier to be to pretend to be scared of spooky ghosts on a screen than it is to look at the news and go oh man so uh i get it yeah. i totally get it i'm feeling the call of halloween too y'all i i am eager for halloween season so um we even got a little bit of cooler weather in georgia which was you know, delightful fall ish fall adjacent. <laughs> so yeah, we're both very eager. We're going to be covering lots more Halloween stuff coming up and um, who knows, maybe I'll even convince Ariel to watch another spooky movie or something. Uh, that we'll, we'll see how, how well that goes. It'll have to be a time where I I'm fine not getting sleep for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you out there who are thinking I have an even better Princess Bride Super Mario mashup, or you've got a suggestion like our listeners did, you know, if you've got a suggestion for two things we should mash up together, keep in mind, the more different they are, generally speaking, the easier it is to do a really fun mashup. If they're really similar, mm-hmm. then it feels like we're kind of just telling the same the story that's already been told again. But yeah, yeah. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know. You can do that over email. Uh, we haven't gotten an email for a while, so we miss you guys. Someone write to us. It's yes. LNC yes, at iHeartMedia.com. LNC at iHeartMedia.com. That's our email address. Send us stuff. Yes. If you send us a mashup and we like it, we'll even read it on an episode. If you want to just shoot us a quick hello, you can do so on our social media. On Twitter, we're LNC underscore podcast. And on Facebook and large, uh, <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram, we are Large Nerd Drawn Collider. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, it's fair. Like, we're all just rushing toward Halloween at this point. And if you like the episode, tell your friends, follow us on social media, share the episodes, you know, subscribe, all that fun stuff, write a review, because the more people who get involved, the better conversations we have. We love talking with you. Yeah. And I mean, otherwise, it's just me and Ariel talking to each other. And, you know, we can do that, but we don't have to record it. So, yeah. you know, we need your help. And uh, that's yes. it. <laughs> I, uh, until next time, I'm Jonathan Spooky Strickland. And I am Ariel It's-a-me, Kasten. Large Nerdron Collider is a production of iHeartRadio and was created by Ariel Kasten. Jonathan Strickland is the executive producer. The show is produced, edited, and published by Tari Harrison. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.